What's happening, y'all? What's going on? Happy Sunday. How's the weather on your end? It's overcast and doing what the fuck right now outside. Um, you know, this is good old New England confusion. How's it going on your end? Last week was a lot. It feels like, you know, uh, January is a whole year by itself. Well, so it seems to me. So last week we spoke about, you know, what happened to Dr. Antoinette Candia Bailey. It's a conversation that is important. It is very, 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 very important. As you see from the title of today's episode, Dying on Their Own Terms. Why would anybody say that out loud? Because it's true, right? Here's another thing that's true. Suicide, infanticide, and self-mutilation were all documented in slavery, but it is still understudied. Now, you know, everyone has their opinion. We're all entitled. It's like a nose. Most of us have one right? However, let's be real here. Our mental wellness matters. But in a tale as old as slavery, we as black and brown people, we never had a chance to have that. Now, as I previously stated, right, all these things were happening. Suicide, infanticide, sorry for the mispronunciation, and self-mutilation. These all are things that happen. How many documentaries or anything have you seen about that? Hmm? How many conversations and lectures have you attended about that? And why is that? Because it's not, it wasn't studied, it wasn't prioritized. And so, as I've also said previously, did you all forget we only recently became, quote, free, okay? Slavery was not so long ago. It was not as long ago as you may have told yourself, right? And you have to consider, what do we get from our ancestors? We get their genes. We get what's passed down from them, which includes their pain, right? Um, So it's really, really important for us to really think about these things. Okay, let's have a real genuine conversation. We're losing a lot of lives here. We're losing a lot of lives. You know, um, as I had previously mentioned myself, I, at one point in my life, decided that I wanted to actually finish school. At this point, I gave up on law school because <laughs> I, I said, no, nah, I can't be part of that. Me and Babylon need to be on different sides of the fence. I'm not, I just can't get down with certain things. I need to be on the side that challenges it. So I found a topic that really intrigued me because as an immigrant, now working, you know, and work environment was gonna be the basis of my law. I really wanted to do employment law. And that stemmed from coming from a country where we had limited representation. And for the most part, we have a lot of unionization, right? A lot of robust, robust unions, okay? And I was really intrigued by that. I wanted to be part of that. And I remember when I first met one of the labor union lawyers and I was so intrigued by her and she was so polite. So just, she just appealed to me as a young person. I wanted to do that. I wanted to help people represent themselves. And so lo and behold, and for those you know who clutch in their pearls, the white people who were shocked to learn that yeah, in a third world country that looks like a Timberland boot, not only do people know how to read, but actually there are people who um, aspire to do some pretty phenomenal things, won't you know? Um, and I say that to say because let's talk about Dr. Antoinette Bailey again. Let's let's bring up Dr. Bailey. See, y'all keep ignoring this lady. Let me tell you some. Every time a black life is lost, the diaspora is affected. Okay, she cried out for help. Her story actually, and I mentioned this, but let me add an explanation because, you know, in my skin, I have to validate my opinion and my gender. um, I have to ensure that I explain why I have an opinion. God forbid I have an opinion and God forbid I'm right or that valid. 
I'm not allowed to do that, right? Because something I've also said that I know some people didn't want to hear it because again, we, we pretend like these things don't happen. We act like, you know, no, it's not happening in my yard. It's not happening here. No, no, no. All my people are good. They say all the white things and all the white spaces. Look, we even have a couple of black people doing things. Look at us. Yeah. Woohoo. That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. One of the things that led to Dr. Bailey's um, situation, one of the leading things was she was in this leadership position and all she wanted was some support and encouragement. Those who know, know that I always say black and brown women are leaders, queens, their life, empower them, support them, protect them. I didn't say that just because, you know, I didn't say that because I was bored. I didn't say that because I, I was trying to impress anyone. That's my walking, talking, fucking truth. All right. And I'm not going to apologize. I am not going to apologize because enough is enough. I had enough. My God. Right. Dr. Bailey probably would have not gone as far with her action because I said this before and I'm going to say it again. Somebody doesn't just wake up and say, oh, wow, I'm bored. I'm going to commit suicide today. There was thought put into that. Pardon me. Uh, there was thought. Take it from someone who knows. Take it from someone who lost her job one after the other. You know, it was completely out of control. Right. And people took pride in bullying her on the job. See, that's the part with Dr. Bailey that's really irking my last fucking nerve. Because people knew. She reached out to her administration and she let them know, I need to take a break because, you know, this thing here with this man, right? I'll give you a quote from an article that um, it's from, let me see here, KRCGTV. All right. If you want to look it up, this article is from KRC GTV. You'll see it. Boom. It's right there. If you're looking for a date, it was towards like, um, I think it's January 10th. Here's the quote from the article. Candia Bailey also wrote, these are emails that was uncovered, right? Candia Bailey also wrote, she was, quote, intentionally harassed and bullied. And that after receiving a poor evaluation, when she asked for help, mostly ignored requests, failing to respond to emails, or when face-to-face -face danced around the topic. Let me tell you all something. I'm going to talk to you all in nonprofits and high spaces, right? Because I think it is egregious, insulting, among other adjectives, that you people, yes, I called you you people, like to prey on the needy. And when I say you people, let's be clear, you know who you are. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've shared very openly, right, my experiences. I could only share mine, but make no mistake, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Mm -mm. The queens who also experienced, you know, they're tired too, but they have to feed their families and they have to keep a roof over their head. There's a point where you give up or you give in or you don't give a fuck no more. I'm at the oh, don't give a fuck if you're wondering, right? I, I woke up, my big cup of I don't give a fuck is right here. Want to hear it? Here, I just stirred it. I know who is with me. I know who is pretending. And I know who is plotting. Because just like Dr. Bailey, I had a very similar experience at a couple places, not just one. And just like Dr. Bailey, I worked in an institution that an institution, sorry, that claimed to be about community. Are you fucking serious? How do you claim to be about community and you treat your black and brown employees like that? I'm gonna go even deeper and say to black employees from the front line all the way to the top. Tell me I'm lying. And Connecticut is not the only place. Although Connecticut, we're gonna talk about you in particular today, because that's where I reside. And that's where it happens blatantly, okay? Mm -hmm. I've lost jobs because of white liberals. Yes, they had no shame. And let me tell you something about these white liberals, right? These particular ones. They're so cute. They will come and fuck you over and then jump on TV or pick up a banner and talk about who life they care about. And then you see people who look like you supporting the fuckery. My God. I have been 
gatekept and gaslit, and it's still happening because of white people who must control everything from the streets to the movement. These are facts. I'm not making this up. I decided I could tell my story. I have that right, you know. I do have that right, and I don't give a fuck if it pisses you all off, because enough is enough. I'm tired. My sisters are tired. We're tired. We're fucking tired. And for all who sat down and decided to engage in the targeted harassing and bullying. See, here's the irony here to me, right? So some may know or not know you're going to be today's old when you found out that, you know, CJ will create these memes and have these conversations and do all these things. Why is she so mad? Why is she so mad? Well, tell me how you would feel if not only you lost jobs because of white assholes, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the white assholes, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, two, because I was so lucky that I was not only harassed by a white asshole on the job, I was blessed to have it happen on the job and off the job within my own fucking circle of alleged advocates. And it wasn't just one either. Mm-mm. It was a whole gangbang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And guess what? Some of them even work with the police. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you're getting harassed and bullied, you're attending meetings, you're not telling nobody nothing, you're not talking out of tune, but people talking about you. They're so busy gatekeeping you. They're so blatant with it. You show up to rallies and events and everybody giving you the side eye. What you doing here? Have you ever had anybody ask you that question? What are you doing here? I have. I really have. And it came from someone who was supposed to be my friend. Wow. All because the same Karen that I described previously, this is the alleged advocate Karen, um, did a really good job of being a Karen in their presence. And people bought into it because I looked the part. I'll be honest with you. I looked the part. I look stupid to people. I look unintelligent. I have purple hair. I'm not a size two. I'm as old as Moses, if not older. You know, what am I doing here? I I don't add value. I'm nobody. That's how they talk to me. That's how they treat me. Okay. Now, all of this is going on. And then I go to work and I have to deal with a Karen who pretends and poses to be a white liberal among fellow posers and pretentious white liberals. Right. And let me tell you all this. Don't get confused. You know, some of my closest friends are white people, believe it or not. Some of the people who really have my back, and when this was happening, okay, when this, what I'm describing, in fact, not just this instance, because I'm so lucky, I don't get to deal with this just once. I get to deal with it more than once. And I'm so lucky that I don't get it just from who you expect it from, but also from those you really don't see it coming from. Huh. I had to defend my existence the minute I woke up to the minute I closed my eyes. Would you like to live like that? Would you like to know that, you know, um, you know, your ideas are being taken by your supervisor and the good ones get sent up and the bad ones you get a bad review for? That's another thing that nonprofits do, right? They put you in your place. They give you threes, even when you deserve a four. I hate that whole thing, to be quite frank with you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Before I lost hope in finishing my education, because I did, and I say it like that very blatantly and confidently, because when you're a single black mother like me, a single black immigrant mother, who was already being treated like a nobody, and still is, you know, who was being blatantly disrespected by not just alleged advocates, but also by people who posed in high spaces, in nonprofit, and in government. Don't think that I meme these people by mistake, you know. When I repost what I repost, it came from somewhere because I'm not the only one. Just like I'm not the only member of Black and Brown United in action, but these fuckers didn't know that because I intentionally kept it that way. Why? Because the people in hell will be drinking some nice cold water. If you sad, sorry, sons of bitches think that I will even let you do to them what you did to me. Uh Uh-uh. I don't give a fuck. I'm so used to it now. I don't even bother to save.
I'm dead ass. I don't bother. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't bother to get to know people on the job no more. Why? Why bother? I've even had the fun experience of being the only candidate who interviewed for a city job in New Haven whose interview was recorded. Yeah, Maritza Bond. You think I don't know? You think I don't know what you did to the black staff at your job? Why don't you tell everybody the truth? Tell them the truth. Tell them what you did. Tell them how you in particular, Maritza Bond, at the city of New Haven Public Health, amongst others, knew who was being bullied. Because like I said, and I'll say it again, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. But somebody has to say something. And in fact, right, it didn't stop with people like me. It went all the way up the chain, all the way up. Let's talk that talk, Dusted Elliker. Let's talk that talk, Vinnie Morrow. Huh? Talk that talk. Y'all come for me because, you know, I'm a blatant, I, I, like I said to a friend yesterday, I'm not the kind of person to ask you if you want me to defend you. I feel like if I see bullshit and I have to ask you if that affected you, I react to it. I've gotten yelled at for that. I've been told, oh, you're making it about you. So don't say nothing, right? And then when it happened, you're going to come and tell me I should have said something. Don't take out your anger on me. Take it out on the people you need to take it out on. Okay? Do it like that. Now, <laughs> back to Dr. Bailey. Dr. Bailey asked for help. Dr. Bailey had to deal with poor reviews. Dr. Bailey had to deal with being overshadowed being ignored like how would you feel if you had to work like that and let me tell you something else believe it or not like i said before when black people die the diaspora is disrupted so you should know that look what happened when malcolm died look what happened when mlk died huey i could go down the line che yep i said che yes i did mandela all right and also, so you know, there are studies that show that, you know, suicide is increasing in black communities. And it has over the last five years. Do your research. But we don't talk about it because you see, again, the way that the mental health and healthcare is set up, it was never made for us. Let's start there. Okay. It was never made for us. You could criticize Whitney Houston till you're blue in the face, but show me where she was supposed to go for help and not be criticized. For real, for real. In her position in particular, as a star, where was she supposed to go? Let's talk about Christine Chubbuck. Let's talk about her. And I do apologize, friends, if I mispronounce names. I don't know everything, and I'm damn sure I'm not perfect, okay? But I do try, and I do like to learn. And even though I, I had to make a choice between my education, once again, see, when I was younger, I had to make a choice between being a mother and going to school, and then later in life, because of white assholes and accomplices that look like me and claim to be about, you know, our people. That's what they say. They hold up signs and everything. You've probably seen some of them too. You might even know some of them, okay? They claim that they're about these things, but then they sit there and they play into the bullshit. They aid and abet it. How do you think the slave owners did it? You think that they just, yeah, okay, wait, I take that back. Yes, they did decide who they fucked with. They could make that randomly. They could decide who to punish whenever and make an example of. But they got help too from some of the slaves, you know. Mm -hmm. There was slavery among slaves. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be surprised. We've seen the pictures to prove that there was suicide, infanticide, and self-mutilation. But why didn't they study it? You know why? You want to hear why? Clutch your pearls. What do you think it will show? What do you think it will show if they really studied that? No, why do I keep bringing that up? Fast forward. Here I am going through bullshit series number one. This is right when COVID starts. Okay, and again, here's this white liberal posing in their white spaces and getting help from the same people that claimed they didn't care about her. But see, when the attack became about the black woman, she gets help. That's the other thing. White people, the white liberals I'm describing in particular, they love to see trauma. Oh, man. 
Oh God, don't fuck with me. Don't even try to lie. Don't try to lie. You'll like to see it. Y'all will sit there and help somebody fuck with somebody else. You will sit there and approve the write-ups. You will sit there and you'll approve the termination. You will sit there and laugh and giggle. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll add, you add your salt and your vinegar and whatever seasonings you like. You would do that. Okay. People want to critique with me. You can't critique somebody when you wasn't walking in their shoes. We could talk about her drug use. We could do that. But why, why did she see that as the only option to cope? Why do people at that level see that? Why did Dr. Antoinette Bailey decide Today was the day. I told you, and I'll just keep saying it, it didn't come from nowhere. Now, back to me and my dissertation. While I'm going through the hell, I keep saying it, and I'm not saying it because I'm bored, and I'm not saying it. I'm not looking for nobody pity. I'm not looking for nobody nothing. I am talking my truth, right? I hope, I really hope other people step forward, okay? Because y'all were today's years old, if you didn't know, there are many, many, many black queens from the streets all the way up, up, who deal with the same fuckery. Some of them sell off, right? They sell out. They play into the bullshit. They help with the fuckery. They misuse the power, place, and privilege they have, right? Some people don't know what to do. They get scared and they get complicit. Right, they get scared. They look at you know the situation, they look at the bills and they say, I have to live, man. How you think the slaves felt? Hmm? And then some people get to that point where they stop giving a fuck, and that would be me. I'm there, boom. I've been there for a while. And I'm telling you why and how I got there. And that, you know, when I say I understand why and how she got there with Dr. Bailey, I'm not I'm not fabricating this. This is not something that I'm not looking for empathy. I'll just say it over and over. I'm not looking for empathy. I don't want no money. I don't need you to, to you know, feel sorry for man, whatever. These people dragged me so hard. And some of these people stood up talking about who life matter and how much they care about this and all this other horse fuckery. Whatever they could sell, they sold. Okay. And people bought it. People bought it because, again, this country like to see, they like to see the trauma. They like to see people getting bullied. They like to see people getting harassed. So in the midst of my chaos, here I am trying to, and I'm disabled, by the way, um, you know, but again, I'm not supposed to be. Sorry. Oops. Sorry, Massa. I said that out loud. I'm sorry. I'm not disabled. I need to learn how to be resilient. That's right. We don't have disabilities. Here I go with my shit again. My dissertation was actually going to be based on the um, treatment of black women in particular, black people, but with a focus on the black female staff at nonprofits from frontline, meaning from the desk all the way up to the, um, you know, the leadership, right? If they are VPs, if they are even on any boards or whatnot that look good on the outside. Why did I decide that was important? Because of what I just said. Because in these spaces, right, that say they're about mental wellness and all these fun and exciting words that sound great and they get money for, how do they really treat their employees, right? Why did Dr. Bailey have to get a poor eval and why do we feel like when we do that, we're helping somebody? I thought we were here to help people, not punish them. So, you know, that's hypocrisy. I think that's the word, right? And it gets support. It does. It's a good way to gaslight, right? And to feel like you're doing your job. You get credit for doing it, right? And it's like a badge of honor. Oh, yeah, I had to, you know, I had to write up so-and-so or... You know, they, they treat it like it is like a big thing because really they know they have to be careful because really it's racist. But how they do it is they try to find ways to validate the fuckery so that when they do it, it looks normal. I've seen termination letters firsthand that were blatant, complete lies. How are you telling a story about somebody saying something, but 20 people was never in your room? 
Where they come from? Where they, where they sitting outside? And you want people to sign off on that? Or how about the fact that, you know, they make it as if you have to sign that. You don't have to sign shit. You don't agree with that eval? Fuck that eval. Don't sign that shit. Do not sign it. The minute you sign it, it became a legally binding document to them. Yes. It means you agree that they, you were that fucked up. I, I get it. I, I made the mistake. We all make mistakes. But the way they punish people is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. And then they get the state money and then they sit on panels and they get all this support. Yale made a whole industry out of it. Let's talk about that because some of the characters involved in my story also, also fuck with Yale and still do. Some of them pretend to be leaders and um, some pretend to be, you know, advocates and they, they're just so fucked up in their whiteness they are just so fucked up in their whiteness, right? I mean, it's it's a click of them. Once you see, once you know who it is, right? And I'm being very cautious because I have to be. I have to be, right? I have to be because this is not about doing to them what they did to me in that sense, but you all need to wake the fuck up. You see this shit happening? Stop it. We don't need to write up all those black and brown people. We don't need to terminate people in the middle of a crisis right? You are a fucking hypocrite when you sit and mistreat your employees and you run a nonprofit, especially when you mistreat the black ones. Believe me, you're a complete jackass. And this is why I was writing my dissertation, because I was doing a whole study. This is a topic also in keeping with me knowing how to read. Would you believe I was going for my doctorate in business administration believe it or not, with a focus in industrial organizational psychology. Yeah, I was actually going to be a doctor of that. Would you believe it? And that whole big fancy term is a term for how people work, you know, why people work, how they work, basically. So I hadn't just picked my dissertation out of nowhere. It was lived experience. It was migrating to a country where I came from a country, Trinidad, that looks like a Timberland boot where we celebrate all employees, it don't matter what level you are. Just the other day, I saw on social media, we have doubles men. Doubles men are street vendors. And they were actually putting a shout out on social media because they hired a new cashier. This person not working in no friggin' fancy office. They're standing on the side of the road collecting money. But the owner went on social media and put a shout out up there. You see the difference? You see the difference? Come on now, right? In this country, it doesn't work like that. In this country, we work every day, right? We don't give a fuck about how people are treated on the job as long as we get that money. Get that money. Get that notoriety. And the same bullshit that happens in a nonprofit, it happens in the movement. The same way how Malcolm and MLK were trash tries, it, it's 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 still happening. It's still happening. It happened to me. It's still happening to me. I remember one day, and I've shared this before, and it happened more than once. How are you talking about me and sending a text to me, stupid? How are you talking about me in a whole group chat and I'm right there? I'm right there. And you name dropping. Oh, don't work with her because she's complicated. You know, she's this, she's that. You fucking assholes, right? You see, you have to be a real nobody to lie about somebody, but you had to be a real nobody lover to fall into it, encourage it, and spread it. And they do it, and they did it, and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. They could find, you know, a nice laundry list why... I'm, I shouldn't do this. Just like how I just described the peer evalu- the, sorry, the performance evaluation at a nonprofit in the alleged movement, right? Because it's not everybody doing it. Let's make that clear. It's just the one who in it for the notoriety. Because you see, just like the nonprofit, they have to show the numbers. So it becomes more about the numbers and less about humanity. Walk and talk and hypocrisy. All to maintain control. Now... Halle Berry, Alicia Keys, Fantasia, Battle, Depression, and Suicidal Thoughts. Did you know that? You were today's old when you found that out. So I'm saying this particularly to the black community, right? 
all this bashing of mental health, you were literally taught not to welcome it because like I started off saying, they never studied it. They documented all that we did, but it remains understudied for a reason. Hence the reason I was inspired to do my dissertation because I was going to talk about how the treatment of us in these nonprofits affect our workplace performance. It affects our mental wellness, right? And it actually could push you to the point of self-harm. And this is happening in a nonprofit collecting money claiming to be about our communities. How do you think people are supposed to feel when you're working in a nonprofit as a community health worker, you're supposed to be doing an intake document and, and helping somebody else. You're sitting there doing a long ass question and you know the person pissed off. You feel like shit because it wasn't your idea in the first place. You kept trying to tell your supervisor, look, we need to find a way to make people feel comfortable here, not make them feel like they're being policed. But these jackasses so consumed with data, mm-hmm, they're so consumed. Well, you know, the data helps us, you know, do this and do that. I'll tell you where to put your data. You mightn't like it, but it's a familiar place to you. It should be. You use it quite often enough. You could put your data there. I don't like that kind of data. I'm a data person myself. But when you have to bully somebody like the police to get it, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. They don't think about that. They don't think about how community health workers or the um, front desk people at these nonprofits have to feel they have to answer phones, complete a bunch of spreadsheets. This one wanted the appointments to look like this. This one wanted at this time. They have to do all these different things while remaining coherent and interested in the work. I just lost interest and I didn't even work there. Look at that. And you wonder why. And then when you don't perform to par, right? Hmm. Wait a minute. I have to talk about the black clinicians, I have to, and the black therapists and the black doctors. Let me tell you what you all do to them, right? And this was actually shared with me by one of my own doctors, because you see, I did something stupid, like ensure that my health was covered and provided by people who look like me, support them. They went through a lot of shit, man. Some of them don't even want to talk about it, they're embarrassed. And one of these doctors shared with me, because he realized I was stressed out in my situation. And one day I opened up to him and I told him what was going on from start to finish. And an appointment that was just meant to be 15 minutes turned into an hour. And from that day, he would make sure whenever I'm there in office that people made sure I was attended to. Not that he wasn't doing it before, but because when I shared my story, this is a doctor from Nigeria. You don't even want to hear the stories he shared with me going to med school at Yale. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear how he used to feel being in these classes and having to go up against people in a competitive way. And it should have been more of, I mean, this is a place where we're supposed to be learning, no? You're supposed to be, you know, showing me how to learn things and, and you know, inciting me. You're supposed to be encouraging me, not bringing me down and making me compete. Ooh, you know who else had to compete for place? The field slave had to compete with the house slave. See, because it was a badge of honor to be inside. Yes, it was. And if you was a nanny, you fit for life. The closer you are to Massa, you safe, you straight, complicit. Okay, it didn't stop people. Taraji P. Henson recently came out and I, you know, I watched different versions of her interview because, again, this is something I studied. And even though I gave up on my DBA, because I had to make some really hard choices in the midst of COVID, like yourself, what do you do? Do you decide to be selfish or do you feed your family? Can't, um, you know, go to school and look for a job at the same time. The first job loss was hard enough. After a while, you get tired. You keep redoing your resume. Nothing seems right. Everybody keep telling you what to do, but nobody telling you, you know, anything that makes sense. 
because it's not their frustration. And then you show up to a job interview with the city like I did and you get recorded. Huh. And everybody knew it was wrong. If you were going to record my interview, how come I didn't know about it before? I think that sounds kind of not so legal, in my opinion, of course. Right? But that's what they do. Don't think that these nonprofits, just like in the alleged movement, and when I say the alleged movement, I'm not talking about the entire thing. Let's not get cute here. I'm being very specific. Use the imagination who I'm referring to because it happens everywhere. There are white people and they get help, right? They get help. They get people who support the fuckery because when they decide, just like in a nonprofit, if you're workable, meaning you're complicit, meaning they say jump, you say how high, you do everything for their numbers to get fulfilled. What did I say the other night? Monetized and traumatized. Huh? What does that sound like to you? Who else did that? Huh, that's interesting, isn't it? Who else did the same thing? Who else sat there and tortured people to make them complicit? I wonder. I'll let you use your little imagination on that. I want people thinking, you know, I'm making them think this way. <laughs> Right? I, read, I, I could give you the reasons people give for not wanting me around. <laughs> Some of them are actually pretty funny, actually. I find it quite entertaining. You know, I don't take it personally anymore. Why? Because it's not me. It was never a you thing. It was never a me thing. You all need to understand that. Right? They need, some of them have to be in control. They have to do it. They don't care about you. They don't care about what space this is. They don't care about how right or wrong. When Christine Chabok was working as a journalist, right? Now, this is a white Jewish woman. You heard what I just said, white Jewish woman, okay? She took her life on live television after months and months of being depressed, anxious, feeling forsaken, no peer support, nobody wanted to hear her story, nobody wanted to, because they made up her mind who Christine was, that nobody wanted to work with her, nobody wanted to do, just like Dr. Bailey. Mm -hmm. Differences, Candia did hers in private, Candia Bailey did her suicide in private, Christine said fuck it and they did it on live TV, she was sending a message, but people didn't even want to pay attention to that. Why is that? Hmm? Told you, when black people die, the diaspora is disrupted. Take from that what you feel like. Right? Now, suicide rates among black slaves allegedly to have been comparatively low. Right? A lot of that had to do with the spiritual and cultural beliefs, meaning that you didn't do that unless you had no choice. But on a spiritual and cultural level, it was against the spirit and culture because we were told we have to deal with these things. We have to carry this burden. We have to, we have to deal with being disenfranchised, gaslit, gatekept, talking down to, and then do it to each other. A tale as old as slavery, divide and conquer. That's how they control, you know. Just sprinkle a little hate in it, get them to not fuck with each other, and they'll do it to themselves. Easy work for a slave master. And so in turn, what would happen in seeing the devastation, a lot of female slaves would kill their children because after being raped, after being humiliated, after being beaten, after being treated like shit, right? You think you want that for your child? Make it make sense, but pay attention. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, her death mattered too, you know. Mm -hmm. It did. People didn't pay attention. Look at what was going on in that girl's life. Look at what was going on in that girl's life. Taraji P. Henson opened up about her own suicidal scare. Yes, you heard the name. I started saying that and I broke away. This was before the Oprah incident, by the way. 
All right. Yes. She started talking about it. She started talking about how being, you know, um, it was actually after Empire, to be quite frank. Right. Because the success of Empire, she finally caught a break. You see, well, people don't understand why with that one. And again, this is something I was studying. Yes. For those who are shocked to know black people know how to read this, this black chick you'll love to hate. Not only does she know how to read, she even made it all the way up to her dissertation and she gave up because she had to make a choice between feeding her children and her fam well, her family, her children, single mother, and her puppy, her little doggy, and the birds, don't forget them, right? Or being selfish and finishing school. See, she also, this little angry immigrant that people love to hate, um, was told that humility is an important, necessary aspect to humanity. And in Islam, a setback is a setup. So sometimes you might have to take it and cry through it and un un unpack it. That's why I say to him, unpack it. Allah say unpack it to him. All right, give it to me so you don't carry it, but don't think that you have to lose hope. This is a setup for you to be a better person. You see, when it happened the first time, Right, it don't feel that way, you know. And actually when it happened anytime, you just feel like shit when you lose your job. You just feel like shit. Especially in the middle of a fucking health pandemic. Especially when you're seeing the prices of everything going higher and higher and higher. Especially when you feel like, all right, how much more am I supposed to take? I'm already um, a sexual assault survivor. I've dealt with my sheer trauma of being a teenage mother, right? Now again, gaslit and gatekept, not just on the job, but in the movement to what the fuck? So yes, I get why Dr. Bailey did it. Yes, I understand exactly why Christine Chabuk did it. And I definitely agree with Taraji because Taraji in sharing her experiences, right? Because as she said in an interview, most people think that she living the life that you know she has everything when she doesn't. Her pay is shit. They want her to sit there and look cute, and she's not getting a fraction of what she deserves. I tell you, I can tell you many white people will email me events and things that are going on, okay? And they're not inviting me to speak, they're not inviting me to present, they're not inviting me to do nothing. They just want me to do that part. And I'll tell you why they're doing that. Because what most people don't know, you were today's years old if you didn't know your out right now. Years ago, before COVID started, I used um, a ghost um, e-letter. I used to write a ghost e-letter. In other words, I would send out these weekly events of everything happening in Connecticut. Any event that was not led by white liberals, meaning it did not Republican-led, it not high white Republican. Democrat conservative fuckery is grassroots is shit that people need to know about everything from climate change, education, police brutality, you name it. And not only did I do that, but I would also mention and shout out black and brown organizers because I needed people to understand that we are here and we are here to stay. And you know what these motherfuckers did? Let me tell you. When COVID happened, I had to make another choice. Well, this is the choice before the choice I just told you. I couldn't live with myself knowing that I was putting out something there where, you know, people would get hurt. So I, I, I didn't do it anymore, right? And people were like, oh, are you okay? Da, 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 da. Because you see, they would send me events for me to share. So when I stopped doing it and I started saying why, at first people were okay with it. Right. But then they started getting kind of aggy and then bad went from worse when I had my work situation that I was describing. And that was happening at the same time I was being bullied and trolled in the fucking movement. And it was being done by people who would hold up signs and talk about who life matter and all this other fuckery. Yes. Mm hmm. Yep. 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 I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I have no reason to. I just want you all to understand enough is enough, right? Stop killing our people. Stop torturing our people. Look at what you're looking at happening in Gaza. Look at how many people justifying that shit. You serious? You for real?
like I just explained, you know, there was a time when these crackers would send me their shit because they knew I would, they still would do it. Okay. And I share it. I'm not a spiteful person. I don't care what y'all try to say about me. Y'all could go ahead and do that. I'm so glad that I mean so much to these fuckers that they even went out of their time to block me. And man, let me tell you, they block me. If they have an event, they will go as far as to warn people about me. Imagine that. And these are people holding up signs talking about who lives matter and who they care about and all this other horse shit. Yeah, man. Why not? Because just like the nonprofits in particular, and I'm zoning in on them because we don't talk about that. And nonprofits include hospital staff. Look at how everybody was advocating for the doctors and the nurses. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. But what about the support staff? What about all those CNAs and everything who had to work those long ass hours? The home health aides. What about them? Come on now. What about all the, um, okay, you want to go outside nonprofit? Sure, I'll help you. What about all the um, McDonald's employees and Wendy's employees, all the people who had to work because some motherfucker had to make sure they get that coffee while everybody else at home staying safe? These people had to die and it was okay. And you wonder why people don't want mental health services in black and brown communities why should i when we work for y'all y'all fuck us over and then when you're not doing that you find ways for me to be resentful towards these services but you want my data though you want my data you want me to come in there so i could you know provide the data so you could do that study so that you could prove that what you're doing makes sense and that's why i was writing my dissertation that's this i just gave you all what my dissertation was about. I was gonna lay it all out. I wanted people to zone in on this shit. I wanted people to understand that in nonprofits and in the movement, there's actually educated black and brown people, very capable. And actually, there are way more black and brown therapists, social workers, doctors than you know of. Because you see this right-wing media? It did an excellent job of telling you what excellence looks like. I keep saying to y'all, the plantation never went anywhere. It didn't go nowhere. Mm -mm. It just changed formation. When Taraji P. Henson shared about her experiences of being a black actress and how, you know, with the success of Empire, people started blogging and vlogging and assuming what her life was like. Right. That's another thing that I could definitely attest to. People make so many assumptions about me. It's so interesting. I like some of my life that they've said I had. It seems interesting. I, I need, you know, <laughs> I could only live through their words. They decided it for me. You know, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. She spoke about, you know, people deciding that she should have been satisfied because what was happening was she would be kicking back offers from movies and shows and people would be like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? We gave you empire. Oh, they love to dangle that carrot, man. When I was working in nonprofit, they would say, well, we support your act activism, you know, but I never brought my activism to work. I never sat there and shared anything about the work I was doing out of work, at work, but you're using me against me. How's that even fucking possible? Hmm? See, the same people who make the bullshit rules are the same people who decide when and how they could change them. You know who else did that? Make a well-educated guess. Who did that? That's why I laugh when I see some people holding up signs. I really do crack the fuck up. I sit here and crack myself up. I shake my head. I'm not mad at y'all. I like to see the rallies. I'm not going to any anymore. Very, very, very few. Why would I waste my time? Why? Why should I go to a rally for you all to stand there? Literally, these people will make sure I know that I'm by myself. I've been to rallies where I'll be the only one standing there, basically, until one person or two people decide to talk to me. That's how much these fuckers trolled me. And then they talk about how great they are. And then they pick and choose which black or brown people should be deemed, you know, advocates and activists. And that's who everybody needs to pay attention to. That's who gets the attention. Mm -hmm. And all for what, the white right-wing numbers? So I don't know how to tell you all this, those who are doing it, but I'm so glad I don't fit in your mold. I'm so glad that, you know, 
I wasn't one of your chosen ones. You did me a favor. High five. You did me a favor. And, you know, because I'm generous, I won't invoice you for using my name or anything like that to justify your fuckery. Okay? If that got your dick hard, it was, you know, that's what you needed, I'm happy to be part of your self-improvement. How about that? Mm-hmm. I never lied to you. I'm a lot of things. I'm an angry black immigrant woman. I'm a mother. I'm a Muslim. I'm an asshole. All right. I'm telling my story from my view. None of this is scripted. None of this is typed out. It's not written. Nobody telling me what to say. I'm not doing this. Nobody paying me. There's no incentive. Since these people gaslit me so much on the streets, and, and for those who don't know, right, here's the irony here. They, do, they work so hard to keep me out of their rallies and events. Guess what happens when I am involved? Yeah, man. How is it that, you know, they spend so much time and effort to gaslight and gatekeep me and those who have a similar experience, such as myself, Dr. Bailey, mm-hmm. Taraji P. Henson, Alicia Keys. I could go on. It's a whole long list. Some of those names might have you like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Because you don't give a fuck. So busy following who was chosen to lead. That's why so many of you are so enthralled by Oprah. Oprah gave out a bunch of cars to white people and everybody said, yay. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is that she herself talks about her diaspora. And um, in the end, guess who she wanted to please the most? Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. So what y'all going to do about it? We going to ignore it? We going, you know, pretend like it didn't happen? Taraji spoke about all those things and also why peer support was so, so, so important. What does peer support look like to you? What does it look like? Is that a thing? You want to know something, Black people? You know what's part of your ancestry and your heritage that you really don't get credit for? It's not documented enough. It's not studied enough, in my opinion. Your work towards building peer support. You had to have one hell of a peer support system to fight slavery. Did you know that? You had to have one to survive that ship. You couldn't get from A to B if you didn't have people around you. You heard what I just said, spiritually and culturally, suicide and those things were against that. Put the pieces together. All of you who look down on mental wellness, you were taught to do so. It is, it is something that is ingrained in you Right, you're not supposed to do things like yoga. You're not supposed to do things like meditate. You're not supposed to do things like offer peer support. Yet when you talk to the old timers, they talk about growing up and who they saw in the morning and you wave hi to this one and you knew everybody's name. All of those things are peer support, my people. Know the difference. Know the difference. You are leaders. They want you to be followers. They want you to doubt yourself. They want you to think that you cannot. They want you to believe there's no help. Why is it taking them so long to recognize at a certain level of leadership you need or, or position? How many stars do we need to lose? Icons. How many? Hmm? How many people have to say they don't feel well and get, you know, fucked over publicly and <laughs> privately before we say, you know what, maybe we need to pay attention here? How many nonprofits get to take government money and fuck over staff before we say maybe we need to think about that? Right now, right here in the state of Connecticut, you want to know why your 988 line is not going to move? We should all sign a big thank you letter to the police union. You know why? Follow the money. If they move that 988 line out of police control, you have to recognize, follow the dollar sign. What goes with that? 
it means you have to build substations, hire people, pay those people. But it also means that the staff who was there are not guaranteed certain things, are they? What happens when you do stuff like that? What did I say my um, education was in? Remember that time when I was educated? Okay. Because, you know, not all of us are supposed to know things. Follow the money, right? Our lives are treated like a balance sheet, <laughs> okay? This is why we need to do a better job of protecting each other. We need, we really do. We suck at it right now because we allowed this to go on for so long. Many people criminalized Fred Hampton for many, many, many years without realizing what he really did and was doing. Angela Davis, why do you think, you know, uh, Fidel is not letting you have a SADA? Why is that? Why did Tupac say he didn't see any changes? Why did he do that? I want you to think about that. Do your research, people. You're stronger than you give yourself credit for. You're way, 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 way stronger. And for all of you who played into the fuckery before, you were today's years old when you said, no more. Okay? If you're working somewhere and you're seeing the fuckery happening, start organizing amongst yourself. We get to the news. Do what you have to do. Right? We're, we're in the time of Darwinism. Do your research. What happens after war? See, your country hasn't had a real war yet. Trust what I'm telling you. Your country hasn't been overtaken yet. You haven't experienced. America's a very privileged place in many, many ways than they realize. Okay? They're so privileged that they could ignore slavery and the impact of something that only happened 200 years ago and expect everybody to act like it didn't happen but it did. So all those feelings you ever had of feeling dejected, when you see a kid acting out, when you feel like you're not enough, when you're in that relationship situation, it, whatever it is, the doubt, all of that, the things that leading you to stick needles in your arms and cut your veins and stuff, it came down from before. Trust me. It's learned behavior, right? It's, it's ways to survive. It's coping mechanisms, but it was never studied to give us an answer. And you have to ask yourself, I wonder why. I wonder why felons cannot get jobs, right? They serve the time. They could come out on good behavior. They could do all of that. They can't get jobs. But you expect Donald Trump to be president? I don't think so. Well, folks, before we go, I would like you all to join me in a moment of silence. Oh Allah, help and protect the people of Palestine. Oh Allah, help and protect us all. Oh Allah, ease their pain and suffering. Oh Allah, help those who are in need. Oh Allah, fortify their hearts and calm them like you granted Yusuf's heart peace in the well. O oh Allah, bestow of mercy. Bestow your mercy on them and on us all. Folks, you were today's years old. In case you didn't know, in case nobody told you, 
I think you're pretty friggin' amazing. All right? Don't lose hope. We can't face it if we don't talk about it. All right? We will get through it. Be kind to you. Start with you. Look at you and tell you, I can. Some days, you'll have to convince yourself a little more than others. It's a hard time right now. Mental wellness matters. Call 988 if you need to. Okay? Do it. Please. Reach out to that friend. Provide that peer support. Don't criticize. Listen. You don't know how? Let's find some resources. Don't give up on you and don't give up on those around you. Say things like good morning. Say things like, hey, how you doing? Have random check-ins. Because there's a lot of us who felt feeling and may encounter the same decision mark as Dr. Bailey. And they're not telling you that. Because you see in our community, to admit that is like admitting weakness and it needs to stop. It really needs to stop, right? So I can't thank you all enough on behalf of Black and Brown United in Action. We truly, truly appreciate your continued support and encouragement and empowerment. It, you know, <laughs> you all are amazing. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. All right. All the best to you and yours. That's all for now. We'll be back soon. Peace, CJ.